0: Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap presented by FCSI of The Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I welcome an FCSI of The Americas Board of Trustee member to the show. This member has been in industry for a long time. He's an amazing writer and an amazing speaker. He has a special type of niche when it comes to consulting that I can't wait to learn more about. Please welcome to the show the principal and founder of Profidality, Mr. Juan Martinez. Hi, Juan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Wade. I, I have to ask you ask you a question to start. Sure. Put you on the
1: spot, can I do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, am I am I the last uh, board member to
0: come on the show? Oh, uh, that's a good question. No. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Nope, no, you're not. No, we'll we'll call him out because he won't do the show. I don't think. Uh, is Mr. Patrick Watt from the Canadian? Oh, segment. we got to get him. We got to. So. I,
1: I thought you were saving the best for last. Well, it is now the I know best. That you are. You he know? won't <laughs> do the <laughs> exactly. show. I don't believe so. We
0: probably are saving the best for last. I agree. <laughs> Excellent. Glad, glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, as we all like to, every episode, we like to start off with how you got your start. And for you, like I said, you're in a little, your specialty is a little different than some other consultants. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got your start in the food service industry, and as well as how you got your start with your own firm.
1: Yeah, so like, like most of us, uh, we get here uh, in, in very strange ways. Uh, I got to the food service industry by default, not by design. As okay. as, as you know, and many of the people that deal with me uh, or so, socialize with me uh, realize I'm an engineer. I'm an industrial engineer, window engineering school. You know, then went on to do masters and PhDs and all that good stuff. But uh, I went to work right fresh off of college to the Bell Systems. Okay. Back then, they were going through divestiture; they mm-hmm. were breaking up all the Ma Bell's. If for those of us that are old enough, um, as I am, we we remember that. Uh, and I said, you know, this is not for me long-term. I, I got to go do something else. I didn't know what the heck it was. At that point in time, I had two sisters. I still have two sisters, but I had two <laughs> sisters back then that were interns at, uh, at Burger King. Okay. And Burger King, I, I don't know how many of you know this, but Burger King basically uh, were the pioneers of applying industrial engineering in food service. They, they were owned by Pillsbury back then. They had uh, Haagen-Dazs, uh, Steak & Ale, Bennegan, Burger King, all kinds of brands. And they had a, a department. So I went to interview because I was looking for another job. And I went to practice interviewing skills at Burger King. I figured I had to, I knew I was going to go work for Burger King. I was just practicing. Uh, 40 years later, almost, here I am still yeah. in, this, in this industry. Uh, so it was great. It was really phenomenal. And, and it's just a great industry. I spent 17 years there. I started my own consulting firm. We were bought out by someone else. Then I departed. And I started Profitality about 14 years ago. I blended Profitality with another company, Labor Guru. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been the last 14 years of history. Nice, uh, Excellent, phenomenal. As you know, this industry is just uh, uh, incredible. I mean, I, I would not, uh, Once you arrive in it, you never leave, which is a good thing. And if you don't go around upsetting too many people, you have a lot of friends.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk us about what Profitality does and what your expertise is, because I don't know any other consultant that does the engineering timing like you do. Um, And so you, like I said, you have a very, very niche part of this industry. Um, So talk us through, for those that don't know what you do, explain to the audience kind of what Profitality is. uh, meat and potatoes is as far as your consulting services.
1: So we, we work, our, our main customer is, uh, is chain accounts and it, it could be fast food, fast, casual, full service, uh, fine dining. It doesn't really matter, but it's usually multi, multi-unit operators. It could be all company stores, partial company, franchise, all franchise. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, what we sell is improvements in unit economics, better efficiency, more output, more throughput, better service, lower cost improve unit economics to, um, uh, to drive uh, brand growth, faster brand growth. So many people do that. Many p- people say they do that. Uh, but our differentiating proposition, what makes it very unique, is the way we do it through the application of science, industrial engineering, ergonomics. And, and I often tell people that uh, you know anybody can design a kitchen or a, a restaurant. If you want the right one, you need to put the right information in it, and that's us yeah. from an analytical perspective. Uh, that's how we go about doing the business and that's what makes us very unique.
0: How long, um, I obviously you were doing it with Burger King and maybe this goes all the way back to then, or, or maybe it goes to when you got it into your own firm. How long did it take you before you felt very proficient at what you were doing? Like you felt like you were the expert finally, when yeah. you got your start. Yeah, it, it, it takes a while. Uh, there, just about
1: every day I wake up, and when I'm working on a project, I realize that I'm not yet proficient. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, because this brand is so dynamic, and you know, COVID made it, uh, you know, ultra dynamic, right? Uh, so you're always learning. You're always learning about equipment, about processes, about menu, about, about ways of cooking. Uh, but for the most part, I, I would say what's interesting, and that's a great question, because we we struggle when we try to hire. Uh, uh newly stamped industrial engineers it's not like they teach you this in school they don't right. right They teach you the principles time and motion work sampling, ergonomics, all those things. but it probably takes about a couple years to get comfortable with uh, with the techniques and then uh, like I said before, you really you really keep learning as you go all the way along on new things yeah uh, but I'd say about about four or five years after you're pretty proficient you're, you're, you should be able to walk into a place and say okay, I know I know what gives here. I know what what needs to get fixed. And then then that drives how you go about uh addressing the problem and collecting the data to prove to the operators, uh, to the owners that uh to the brand uh executives what needs to get fixed.
0: Yeah. Well you mentioned COVID and obviously with labor problems we've got, with uh uh Automation that's been introduced over the last few years, everything. How has that changed the way your consulting firm operates, or or the advice you're giving now? Yeah, well,
1: uh, obviously the off premise is huge, right? You, you you need to you need to always account for off premise. Uh, you mentioned that when you introduced me. I'm a prolific writer. I'm not sure I'm pro- a prolific writer, but I write, right? And, and I often say there were three types of companies when COVID hit: ones that were ready for off premise, right, and digital. Yeah. Those companies thrived. Those that were getting ready to be digital and off premise, they survived. And those that were not, those probably died. Yeah. Uh, but basically, what's changed is, is that now you have so many different ways to take orders. And as such, you need to account for so many ways to make them, right? Yeah. Because if, if, you, if you do off premise and on premise on the same line, you can get in trouble because yeah. then nobody really wins. Everybody gets, uh, gets delayed. But that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, we were fortunate enough when COVID hits. That that we had a good backlog of, of work, a lot of uh, companies that were doing drive-throughs already, so we stayed pretty busy. Yeah. Uh, and now, now with, with COVID coming out, with and it's not so much COVID coming out as the hourly wage and the lack of labor. Right. You know, we're 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 busier than than we've ever been. Um, I always tell people, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, yeah. you know what? <laughs> All the issues the restaurant industry is facing. Uh, uh, bodes well for what we do, driving yeah, efficiency absolutely. and unit economics, because it's a huge absolutely. challenges. So. Oh,
0: yeah, I would, I would, th- I would think that you would be slammed right now, um, based on everything we going were, on, because you yeah, know how just, to s- expedite and and streamline all those processes to where they can yeah. do it with fewer people and make yeah. it work. Make,
1: make, yeah, make money and, and make more money and spend less money. This is pretty simple, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the how it's what without, without impacting the brand, right? Obviously. Correct. Brand comes first, everything comes second. So you don't have a brand, you don't have anything. You got to stand for something,
0: uh, but there's always opportunities. So you've been consulting for a, a, quite a few years. We won't put a number on that. We won't date you. I Good. won't be that mean to Good. you yet. Um, Thank you. But what part of being a consultant is the most rewarding for you? The impact.
1: I mean, just just driving impact. Uh, I mean, think about think about this. Uh, we're, we're working on a concept, and, and I'm, I'm not going to use names at the moment, uh, but we're working on a concept that you could probably uh, reduce the facility size by 1,000 square feet. Uh, and if you consider 1,000 square feet, $100 a square foot, even if they open 10, that's a million dollars of impact on a year. That, that just gets me going. It's just the impact we can have, especially since we work with multi-unit franchising. Yeah. Even, even 10, opening 10 units a day, that's a small brand for us. Very, very small. Yeah, We're talking about hundreds, if not thousands of openings. So, so the impact. Driving the impact, working with these executives. Also, there's so many brand, uh, smart people out there that get it, you know, that, that yeah. they just they're, they're there for the brand and they feel the brand and they bleed the brand. And that's exciting because it's, it's cool to, to work with smart people, with, with folks that, uh, that really want to make a difference.
0: Yeah. How do you what advice do you give anybody that's thinking about getting into your line of work? Because um, again, it's 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 a very niche. Or if you even want to expand it, you can as far as food service consulting as a whole. But you know, as as you know, being on the board and everything, there's multiple paths people take to get to become a food service consultant. Uh, we've heard about them over the seasons now with uh, on tap. I mean, uh, people uh, we had people that have never had any experience, people that have been in completely different industries that changed over, and then people that grew up in the industry. So, what kind of advice do you give somebody? both the person that's either coming out of hospitality school or the person thinking of doing a career change. I'd
1: say that the first thing is be ready to compete and that's fine. I mean, if you, most professionals are ready to compete, but be ready to collaborate. Mm. And, and the two sort of, at times you feel you're pulling from one side or the other because you collaborate, then you may lose work to someone else. This industry is phenomenal. This industry is a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a family, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and in tough times we, we get even closer. So, be ready to be involved from the get-go. There's plenty of opportunity. FCSI happens to be one of them, yeah. right? And how long, you know, you, you came after me for a while and you finally <laughs> uh, brought me over. So I appreciate that. It's been great. Uh, so be ready to do that. Just yeah. compete. But you got a lot of friends here that, that are going to help you. Uh, don't be afraid to, to help them. Yeah. You may lose one. You may win others. But um, it's just a great place to be. When I, when I went into consulting the first time in the year 2000, I mean, there were so many hands on the other side, stretching back my way to try to help me. And here I am, you know, 20 some odd years later. So it's a beautiful industry.
0: Well, that leads me in a a follow up question on that um, is, you know, with an FCSI and and other associations, um, how important has networking been? to your professional success? Like you said, you've had collaborations, you're friends with people you compete against. Sometimes mm-hmm. you win, sometimes you lose, but you still have that beer at the end of the night type thing. So how has networking impacted your professional career?
1: I, I think it's all about networking, right? If you know one person, you only have one way to go. If you if you know 10, 100, 1,000, whether it's a supplier or uh, an architect or a distributor or a, a direct competitor and direct competitor, listen, they. We are, you know, often I I don't have, I can't help a client, but if I know who can help them, yeah. I've helped the client. You know what right. I mean? And Absolutely. there's so many, I'm not an expert of everything. I mean, I know where I am and I know what we need to do when we can have impact. If we can't, we can't, you know, so often we uh, we talk about, Hey, can you do menu development for us? You know, yeah, I could help you do menu development, but that's not that's what, what I do. And recently I reached out to another fcsi consultant to do a project together because i know that with her expertise and menu development and my expertise our expertise with efficiency we can drive a heck of a, a, heck, of a, a heck of an impact that's so great. uh you know that that's uh, that's the important piece the networking is all it's all about networking yeah mm-hmm.
0: i agree yeah. so backing up a little bit though we've talked a lot about success and everything and impact you've had you've been doing this a long time i like to get the people I know to talk a little bit about what's been your greatest screw up. What was the mistake that you made and what did you learn from that? Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh,
1: (laughs) It happened to be in Buffalo, New York in the middle of the freaking winter. (laughs) It was cold as heck, man. It was snow, every snow on the ground every day. I ended up living there, I don't know, a couple months. So, so I was with, um, with Burger King and, and of of course, labor issues have been around forever, right? They just happened to be, pretty acute now because we don't have any and and it's so expensive. But we decided to change the concept completely and ended up with, we were probably leading the industry, ended up with a make-your-own-burger concept uh, back in in Buffalo, New York. Well, what happened is the people did not like it. So sales (laughs) plummeted. But what also happened is the store made more money.
0: Mm.
1: So it's like, you know, as as a franchisor – you don't want that as a franchisee. You don't care. Right. I mean, obviously I consider it a mess up or screw up as you call it because we weren't expecting it to lose sales. We thought it was going to drive traffic because of what consumers wanted to do, but it didn't work that way. It did not. And you learn, you know, yeah. you learn from those. Listen, you, if you're going to mess up, mess up and do it quick and learn and move on. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I would say that's probably, that one still lives. I mean, I, I opened on a Saturday on a Sunday. I was in mass praying, <laughs> praying to make sure that this, that I can make it through this one, you know, one of those. So yeah, but uh, but you learn, and you move on,
0: yeah, absolutely, i and it it's a I think you said something uh critical right there, which was you learn from it quickly and you move on. you don't dwell yeah. on it you, you it's uh one of my favorite shows that's out there still to this day in the last few years has been Ted lasso, and it should' be a goldfish, it's a five second memory, and then you move on because yeah. you, can't you have dwell to on things. you have to yeah, otherwise otherwise uh you're not going to be around for long so so let's say let's go back in time. Let's say you don't go for that practice interview with Burger King. Where do you think you'd be today? What do you think you'd be doing if you had not found Burger King? So, so in the year, t- well, I'm not sure
1: at that point in time. If I had not studied industrial engineering, I probably wouldn't studied finance. Okay, I don't know where I would be. Maybe a private equity, maybe in the market. I, ha- I have no idea. Uh, but uh, that came up, and I'd probably be an engineer in some sort of an engineering based company okay. distribution. Okay. And, and so, and by the way, there's there's another move forward real real far in the year 2000 when I left Burger King. Uh, I actually went out back to school. I already had a master's. I went back to school to get a PhD because I was going to go teach. Okay, I was going to go teach engineering in a university. Right, that was going to be my major career shift in the year 2000. My wife had a PhD. She was a professor. Look, what make makes sense, right? Stay keep up with the Joneses. So. Yeah. Uh, and then what happened is the program, this is where fate comes in the program that I was already set to go teach a local university, a state university here was closed by the governor by the government because of, of a lack of funding. And I said, OK, well, let me keep doing consulting. Here I am. Twenty two years later, you know, <laughs> the, the the happy accidents, if you will, of the
0: world. L- listen, I believe in fate. Right. I believe in fate. You know, there's a plan and, and you know, it's good. What's one thing about Juan Martinez that nobody would ever guess about you? Something, a habit, a, a hobby, something of that nature that nobody would ever be able to guess? Um, probably that I have no hobbies.
1: My, my hobby is my family and my nine grandchildren. By now, most everybody knows that I have grandchildren, so that's not, that's not news. But I don't have a hobby, probably. The other one may be interesting is I was a college gymnast, even though I'm almost six feet 5'11", to be honest with you. And at the moment, I weigh close to 200 pounds. I was a little lighter. And I was an actual college gymnast, Division One. believe it or not. Not very good, not <laughs> Olympic material, but you know what? Hey,
0: it is what it is, right? Division One athlete. It's a Division One athlete. doesn't matter where you are at or I, how good I, you are. I, I
1: suppose, man. I, I, I broke and injured really bad all the time because I was just too big for this sport. <laughs> but uh, and now I'm paying the price, I think. Yeah. But here I am, right? But number one is I have no hobbies, probably. Okay. I don't do golf. I don't do shooting. I don't do fishing. I don't do any of that. I I spend
0: time with my family. Yeah. Well, nine grandchildren, it's not like you have time for a lot of hobbies either. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And the other part, by the way, they live, they all live within two miles of me.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) I did did not know. I knew you had nine and I've seen a lot of the pictures and everything. I did not know they were all that close to you though. That's awesome. Within two miles of us, man. It's right,
1: right around the corner. That's fantastic. That's good and bad. If I can imagine good and bad.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Grandpa's always right by. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is very giving. So many times we just, we just have them here yeah. for a day, for a weekend, for a week, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's really my, they, they fuel my, 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 uh, my work. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. What are the ages range wise?
1: The, the oldest, the oldest is eight. The youngest is two. Cool. So for that six year period of time, my kids turned out to be rabbits. I didn't know that, <laughs> but they turned out to be rabbits. They each have three, three kids times three, nine. Wow. I think they're done, but I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah, (laughs) very good. Very good. Well, hey, that's all the formal questions I've got for you today. But as you know, we have some fun at the end. So I've got a whole new batch of would you rather questions we'll dive into. Oh, no, I'm afraid. Uh, You should be. Um, (laughs) The first one is, would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go to the store or forget the one thing you always need when you go to the store?
1: Uh, I I don't go to the store often, uh, but probably forget. Okay, Because I get in less trouble. If I show up with 10 things and I don't need them, I would probably get in more trouble. And if I go to the store and I don't, I forgot what I'm going to go buy and I come back with zero, unless, unless it is something that my wife asked me to buy, yeah, then, then, you know, that's a different issue.
0: Yeah. It's still the one thing you forgot versus the 10 things you did bring home. So you're probably exactly. still in yeah. the clear. Yeah. I, well, hopefully. <laughs> would you rather have a personal housekeeper or a personal chef? Personal chef. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I like to eat a, I don't know how to cook so a personal chef would be cool. Yes. Would you rather be an extra in an Oscar-winning movie or be the lead actor in a box office bomb? Uh I I guess an extra in the in the
1: Oscar-winning movie. Okay. And I'm not I'm not good for acting anyway, so and <laughs> and losing is not I I as a kid I've never liked losing, so that won't will, that that won't will
0: go well with me. Okay. Would you rather be able to watch nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies or nothing but horror movies for the rest of your life? Hallmark Christmas movies. I, I already do, by the way, Wade. Okay. During
1: COVID, I think I saw them all, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I like them. They make you feel good, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. a horror movie, just you walk out with, you know, it just, maybe your heart gives. No, Hallmark, for sure, Yeah, Christmas movies.
0: I, I, I agree. I, I, I'm i guilty of watching them once in a while with, uh, used to watch it with my mom. And as much as I made fun of them, it was hard to be in a bad mood after one of those that always had that. That's correct. Field. It was traditional. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You could predict exactly. it before it even starts, exactly. but you knew it was going to end with a good thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you rather have a pause or a rewind button on your life? Hmm. Probably a pause because, uh, like, I saw a
1: movie one time that Italian race car drivers don't have rearview mirrors because what's uh, behind you
0: it, it doesn't matter. So let's just pause. Forget going back. No need to. Perfect. Would you rather personally win twenty five thousand dollars or have your best friend win one hundred thousand dollars? If they're my best friend, I'm better off with the hundred
1: thousand because maybe he'll he'll switch over twenty five my way. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, a it's man. a win win, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or a robot apocalypse? Robot. I don't like
1: zombies. Although I watch zombie movies with my children. I (laughs) I don't know what the name of the, what the name of show is. Some zombie musical that they have on TV. (laughs) It's a nice zombie though. It's not, it's not like a bad zombie. Oh, it's a friendly
0: zombie. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or give up bathing for a month? Bathing, man. Bathing. I cannot live without my cell phone. First not one now. of the season. Finally, not, that, somebody not, says it. Not
1: one. Not one. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll just
0: buy a lot of perfume, baby. You know. <laughs> I love it. Would you rather be able to speak any language or be able to communicate with animals?
1: I think animals. I'll be honest with you. I I, I think animals are. If we if we all a little bit a little bit of animals, we we would be better off. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Languages. I, I speak two and a half, sort of, you know, if you, if you can't BS as a half, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, I like to talk to animals, especially dogs, by the way. yeah, I love to talk to dogs. I agree. I think that'd be dogs and cats would be interesting to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head or always have an itch that you can't reach?
1: Uh, well, I've got the annoying song on my head all the time. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I'll go with that one. Okay. You know, hey. I, I do have, I do have a bad shoulder and sometimes I get an itch in my back that I can't reach. Man. Every wall in my house is, is <laughs> rounded because that's what I use. I'd look like a bear, you know? <laughs> would, you, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie. Okay. I, I, I'm not a good reader. Okay. Not at all.
0: I, I, I begin to think about the words and I go to sleep. I, I have the same problem, actually. Yep. Would you rather own your own theme park or own your own zoo? Uh, I'm allergic, so it's got to be a theme park. Okay. And but remember, you can I, talk to go. animals now, so the zoo might be a completely different experience.
1: Well, but I have to be taking my pills all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, Maybe, that's a good combination. Is that the next question? You, can you start combining <laughs>
0: questions now? My show, my rules.
1: I got you, man. I got you. That, that, that's why it took me so long to get here, by that's the way. That's right. <laughs> because I was afraid.
0: Would you rather be compelled to high five everyone you meet or be compelled to give a wedgie to anyone in a green shirt?
1: No, it's got to be high five. If I did the latter, oh God, <laughs> I wouldn't be married. And being I'm Hispanic, I'm always, I'm on the hugging side. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a high five is, is a current hug that doesn't get you into, into trouble
0: nowadays, I suppose. Fair enough. I like that. Um, would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? A completely automated home. Okay. I wouldn't trust a self self-driving car. Interesting. I've had a lot of the same yeah. answer of like, I don't trust self-driving cars quite yet.
1: Yeah. We're, we're not there yet. They claim that if all cars were self-driving, we would not have jams because, yeah, you they, know, the yeah, jams yeah. happen because people come and go. Yeah, If they're all going, they'll know how pace and you will not have traffic jams. And that's I, what they I don't say.
0: Know. Yeah. Well, you know, who's they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They said it. Um, mm-hmm. Would you rather be able to go to any theme park in the world for free for the rest of your life? Or eat for free at any drive through restaurant for the rest of your life. The latter. Yeah, eat for free. free. I knew yeah. with you, I didn't even have yeah. to ask the question. Yeah. Like,
1: eat for free. But yeah, the problem with theme parks is, is I, this is another little bit about, people don't know this, I don't like crowds. I don't. No? You know, so I'd rather just go to the drive through eat, and go. Well, By the way, at my, at my age, so I have to be careful what I eat too, so it's got to be good fast food, right?
0: Well, you do have nine grandchildren, so that would save a lot of money in those drive throughs as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yes, I agree with you. Um, what's your go-to comfort food? Pizza. Ooh. Pizza, cer-
1: pizza, pizza. Certain type? Uh, basic, m- more basic, more basic. I would love deep dish, like Chicago deep dish pizza. Those are good.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but I'll take any pizza. I have a couple of shirts my grandchildren have given me. One says, I, I wish you were pizza. Okay. And the other one says, in this house, we eat pizza for breakfast. So. It's pizza, man. It's all hey, about cold pizza.
0: cold pizza for breakfast is really good.
1: That That's the proof, right? That's yeah. the test. A yeah. good pizza, right? It's yeah. cold the next morning.
0: Yeah. If it's cold the next morning and it's good, it's great pizza. Now, not every pizza it. is that way. I agree. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, favorite candy of choice? Uh, something with chocolate,
1: probably... Um, uh, what is, what's his... Um, the bars. I can't remember the the name. A um, uh, peanut butter. Uh, the, the peanut butter chocolate peanut butter uh, Re- bars Reese's and peanut and butter cup.
0: Reese's. Yeah, Reese's. Yeah. Okay. That, that would be the one. Probably. And the last one. Favorite city you've traveled to? Uh, I'd say I'd say
1: Paris uh, because when I got to Paris when I was very young, as you're driving in and you see all these all these monuments, it's breathtaking. It is just breathtaking. is it's out of this world to visit, but not. Yeah. You know, if you say eat and all that, that's a different, different issue. But to
0: visit, it's it's just, uh, it's memorable. It okay. really is memorable. Very good. Well, that's all I've got for you today, Juan. But before we let you go, uh, where can people learn more about you and your firm? So
1: there, there are two firms. One is, uh, you can go to www.profitality.com. That's the one that I started. And my business partner uh, started laborguru.com. Both of those are similar companies. We started together. We we didn't come up with a new name because labor tality a combination of the two sounded too morbid so we left both names out there double the chance of a customer finding us and you know what it actually works it actually nice. works
0: so very
1: good but uh, it's it's uh, it's great thanks thanks for uh, allowing me to be here and not, not grilling me too much man oh uh, no I told you I'd go easy on you <laughs> thank you appreciate it it's good for an old man like me now huh? what's that it's good for an old man like me.
0: Oh, old man my butt, whatever. You're not an old man. <laughs> <laughs> well that wraps up this edition of On Tap, presented by FC of the Americas. A huge thank you to Juan Martinez for joining us today on the show. Be sure to like and subscribe to whatever platform you use, and as always, cheers.